Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. I'm Tommy Drummer and today, along with Dave LaGreca and Mark Henry, man, what a great show. We spoke with Zach Zodiac. We spoke with Matt Hardy. And we also spoke about Don Callis and his recent incident over in Mexico. What you choose to listen to is everything that you always want on a wrestling program. So listen to the Busted Open podcast right now. We do kind of have to start with something that I was like shocked when I saw the footage, when I heard about it. And that was the attack on Don Callis. You know, uh, there was a big event in Tijuana, Mexico, Triple A's Triple Mania out there and a great match uh, involving uh, Kenny Omega and a presser immediately afterwards. And uh, Vikingo beat Kenny Omega, so now that series between those two is one and one. Uh, But at Triple A's Triple Mania, at the post-press conference, uh, Kenny Omega was talking. Takesha came out to attack Kenny Omega. Don Callis came out and was screaming at Kenny Omega. And then a fan jumped Don Callis from behind, tried to choke Don Callis out. And I know Don Callis had to go uh, to a hospital in San Diego afterwards. So, you know, obviously we're thinking and hoping that Don Callis is okay. But, but Tommy, it's always scary when you hear about a performer uh, being uh, – in any way, shape, or form, attacked by a fan. Normally, I'd be the one to want to attack Don Callis, um, but yes, it is. Uh, it really did happen. He really did go to the hospital. Uh, I know because I was with Lance Storm that he reached out to Lance Storm because, of course, people are concerned about it. And he said, "I'm shook. I got attacked. I had to go to the hospital. Uh, never again." Um, which means about (laughs) going to uh, an event probably outside of the country. Um, But, hey, uh, I I don't really have a lot of details. I'm just going from what I saw, uh, and the thing wasn't clear, but there was an attack on Kenny, and Don put the boots to him again, and then somebody grabs Don, and they kind of go off, and you see Don, like, you know, fighting – trying to punch but the guy got him from behind and you know he had him down he, and then uh there was you could see the a real struggle with the feet but they were focusing on what was happening with omega and the sadder part was nobody was helping him yeah even though yes i he, he is a heel and a heel persona but doesn't need to be attacked choked out for what he's doing on you know television or whatever uh, guys, you know how I feel about um, people touching you. Um, it happens. It happens to me every every day. If I if I leave my house, I know that somebody's going to touch me inappropriately. When I say that, I don't mean like funny style. I mean I've had people jump on my back, piggyback style. I have people slap me so hard that it felt like they were trying to start a fight with me. I had people poke me, touch my stomach. You're a grown-ass man. You're going to put your hand on another man's stomach? 
that you never met before that's not your significant other? Like, come on, man, keep your hands to yourself. But an attack? Like, that's when the law should be able to be, should step in. Because look at the flip side of that coin. Say I get slapped and then I slap shit back out of them. Or I punch them. There was an incident, the guy, like the guy put his hand on my stomach. My wife was with me. And I grabbed his wrist and I said, what are you doing? And he was like, man, I'm sorry, I just tried to, and I, I mean, at this point, he's on his knees because I'm twisting his arm in different directions. And if it wasn't for my wife saying, Mark, stop, while he's begging for his life, then I would have broke his arm. But that would have put me in a bad spot because even defending myself, I'm wrong. They got to do something to make it where that don't happen, that that goes away. They talked about the Victor Winninyama thing recently. Britney Spears reaches and grab, pushes through his security and grabs him by his clothes. The security guy steps in between. He don't even look. You see the video. He steps in, and he kind of backhands her away from Victor. It's his job to defend Victor Winnyama. Where is the law that steps in and says, if you attack a celebrity of any entertainment status, music, comedy, wrestling, football, basketball, golf, marbles, tiddlywinks, whatever it is, you're going to get a one-year fine, a one-year uh, jail sentence, and a fine, a heavy-duty fine. People will stop doing it. <laughs> but there's no, there's no standard. So, Dave, where, what do we do? Well, I think it's I think it I think this is more and, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is more of a professional wrestling thing than anything else. You know, obviously, you know, if 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 we see somebody on a football field, the fan runs onto the football field, there's going to be ramifications for that. Like you said, at a concert, somebody jumps on the stage or something. There's going to be ramifications. It seems like in the world of pro wrestling and listen, it's almost like a badge of courage. Right, Tommy? I mean, we always hear the old school stories in the territory days of fans buying into a story so much or a character so much that those wrestlers had to be escorted to their car. Or there would be real life fights or their, their windshield would be smashed or their tires would be slashed. Like we hear those stories. So it's almost like it's a lot of things went through my mind when I saw that video of Don Callis. The first thing that came to my mind was like, I hope that Don Callis is okay. Then the second thing that came to my mind is like, why isn't anybody stopping this? Maybe they thought it was part of the show. I don't know if that was the reason why it took so long for Don Callis to be helped. And third of all, I was like, wow, Don Callis is so hated in the world of professional wrestling that he's being physically attacked now. Like, it's 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 weird in the in our community of pro wrestling. There's so many different factors that come to your head with the situation that happened this weekend for Don Callis? Uh, when you say you, you kind of like it sound like it's old times, you're talking to someone who was 
and I told you this, I know I have, I have mental issues due to violent actions that I have been a part of because of social media. I was like, Oh, 23 years ago, yesterday, Tommy dreamer def- uh, lost to just incredible at the stairway to hell match in Los Angeles. And right away, you know what that triggers in my head? Oh, we had a real life riot and people were trying to attack us during my match and live on pay-per-view a massive brawl. The entire locker room came out and we beat up a whole lot of people during my match. And I was infuriated telling a story last night where me and Raven are wrestling and Beulah gets attacked from behind. And two dudes pulled her backwards over the guardrail like it was they were doing this uh, Price is Right reel where they reach up and they spin her. And I'm in a hold. And all of a sudden, I remember just her flopping over the guardrail backwards. And then two dudes started putting the boots to her. And then I'm in. Wow. And I'm not with her at the time. I'm not dating her. And like the locker room has to empty out. I do I break character or not? And, you know, thankfully security, whatever. And then she learned I can't get too close to the fans. And I learned a valuable lesson. Good for her. But I mean, they got like four kicks in on a, she was 110 pounds. And she didn't have heat. Raven had the heat. But straight up assault. No, we didn't file charges. They got beat up. That was their. We were the judge, jury, and victor. Um, Victor, judge, jury, it, and executioner. Um, it's a thing. Yes, when you know, if you see those people that have uh, event staff, security, and they don't get enough credit. Uh, I saw it all this weekend with impact wrestling you know some are ex-wrestlers just trying to make it get recognized that's where if somebody who was there working the event and sees it steps in you know like hey don Callis is a wrestling character whoever that person is they're going to get recognized you're going to get that tryout you're going to get that opportunity old school when you know you're fighting in the crowd you know the referee was was a was a barrier Something like that with Don, when there's people there, there was security there, but someone breaks through security, they're not doing their job, whether it's getting fired. I don't know, because it's also happening in another country. Tommy, did you see the video? Yes. So the the, the worst part of it is not the, the choke. The worst part of it was the fact that it was attacked from behind and the leg yeah. trip. Now, I don't know if you, you've you done enough uh, judo throws and, and leg trips in your career. Uh, if, if I pull, if I leg trip you and I, and I keep my leg in the air, I could break your leg when we hit the ground. Yeah. Don Callis was very lucky that when that guy leg tripped him, he let his leg go. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do 
unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. For the very first time ever here. First time. On Busted Open, we bring in Zach Zodiac. Sir, how are you? And thanks for the time today. Uh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me on, guys. I've been really excited about this since you asked me. No, we're excited to have you. Zach, what's going on, man? How are you, sir? You doing well? I'm, I'm doing good. Not as good as you. Look at them biceps. Oh, you know doing the, the I see you doing the pick pop. You, you just you, look at you. Look like a new man. Bro, it had to be done. I feel like my physique has let me down for, for many years. Um, you know, I just felt like I needed I needed to give it a good go. So the last two years, I've, I've trained hard, and uh, I'm trying to catch up with the world's strongest man. <laughs> well, you have, caught, you have caught up, brother. Damn. Thank you, sir. I Somebody take that. a snapshot of this, this guy and put it on the social media so the girls can see this. <laughs> business is about to pick up. Hell yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach, one of the, and Zach, I reached out to you to ask you to come on uh, Busted Open. And the reason why, Zach, is, you know, I follow you on, on social media. And it's insane, the schedule that you have. Because you wrestle, you do seminars, you mentor. Like, you do so many things. And obviously, I feel like I know your story and the fans who listen to this show know your story, but only some of your story. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's a big reason why I wanted you on today because, man, you talk about somebody that is is really, like, living the dream. I think a lot of people think that your dream ended. But to me, your dream had just begun because you're probably busier now than you've ever been in your career. Am I correct in saying that? You're absolutely correct. Um, things have just taken off. Since we come out of the pandemic – uh, I used the time that we were sort of locked away in our homes to get myself in shape. Um, you know, I, I was posting on social media claiming that, uh, sorry, Mark, to nick your line, but it's time for Zach Zodiac. And, um, you know, <laughs> and you know what? Since I've sort of got myself in shape uh, and got my head back into the business and, and found my love and passion again, um, you know, being rejected and feeling like I was a failure for a long time, I had to get rid of that changed my mentality and I thought the quickest way of doing that is by healing the mind first and there's no better way to heal than to get yourself in the gym and from that you know my, my schedule has picked up so much um 12 different countries this year um I, I literally work seven days a week I'm at my family's performance center um you know four or five days a week training 80 kids, uh, 200 students, people with disabilities, uh, as well as wrestling Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all over the world. So I can't complain. I, I am generally living the dream at the moment. Wow. That's well, what I'm it's all about. Right now, how can you uh, preach to somebody else to get better and you can't do it yourself? And 100%. you being an example of that, I feel like helps the people that you're trying to help. Do you feel that way? Yes, sir. So my dad always says to me, if you're going to be at the top of the tree here in WAW or in British wrestling, 
you got to lead by example. Um, you know, I'm up every morning. The first thing I do is go for a 40 minute walk, just a fast walk before I have any sort of breakfast. I then go straight to the gym and work out. I then come straight to work, get the office stuff done, train the students. And I'll then go to boxing class at night times. I do that six times a week. You know, I want to be the fittest. I want to be the best. I'm, I'm motivated. If you ask someone like Tyson Fury, who's the best boxer in the world, he'll say him all day long. And it took me a long time to get that self-belief and believe that I belonged. Um, but now I certainly believe that. And uh, I think the training and the mentality helps me. Uh, and I, this is what I want for my students. You know, I, I wasted too many years thinking that my work would get me to where I wanted to be. Um, but you've got to leave, live and breathe professional wrestling. I don't need to tell you guys that you've been there, done it and worn the t-shirt, but I want to lead by example, guys. And uh, hopefully my students are, are looking at me right now thinking, man, we need, we need the same drive as our, as our coach. Uh, I actually just watched uh, Paige's documentary uh, that aired on a and &E. I'm a little behind uh, with um, my viewing. And I saw your mom talking about her and it was about when she got the contract and then your advice to your sister. And they're like, you know, they're best friends growing up. They're showing all this great footage. I have a sister uh, as well. And it was just like, when you was like, just put on the hood and go to the, because if you look back, you're never going to go. And I was like, man, that was so powerful. And then as well as like, she said, getting the yes and you getting the no. And she was just like, but what about my brother? Like, but, and like when I, I can't imagine that for you at the time, but to say like, like, here's how I look at it. Like it's somebody else's predetermined. Like we like her, we don't like you but it has nothing to do with your talent. It's your look. It's, it's your whatever. Cause I got the same conversation when I was talking with uh, Tom Latimer, when he was just like, right. all these people got picked and I did it. And I was just like, man, what the hell did I do wrong? Nothing. It's just like, Sorry. why do people get cast for movies? Why to do, but it does, it takes, and I'm glad you're at that stage where, cause I've known, I've known of you for years as like, man, he's one of the best wrestlers uh, on the UK. Oh, yeah. But I, and, and it did, like, I've heard about you forever. And I was just like, and then I see your stuff. I was like, man, this guy is great. But if I don't have that hiring power, I can't bring you, like, it's not my opportunity. But I'm glad you got through that because trust me, uh, we've all gone through that. For me, when I was in ECW, man, could I have made it in WWE? And then when I'm in WWE, how come I'm not like, they're not pushing me as this because I was this somewhere else. And then I was like, oh wait, because it's somebody else's different eyes. So I'm really happy that Absolutely. you're in that place because like even now for me at 52, I'm wrestling now more than ever. Yeah. And can I just quickly say, sir, one honor it is for you to, to say that, you know, um, as I said, self-belief and confidence has always been my biggest issue, you know, to say to people, hey, I am good. I can do this job because there's so many family members and there's always been you know, one of the members at the top of the tree and you feel like you're sort of in their shadows or whatever. I had to remember that I'm not in competition with anyone else, only with myself. And it took a long yes. time for me to mentally, you know, sort of tell myself that. You're not in competition with your brothers or sisters or your mum and dad. You're only in competition with yourself. And in order to progress, I needed to, you know, address them issues and, 
you know, start believing in myself a bit. And I know I keep saying it, but the gym has helped me so much. I feel confident. I know that when I'm going out there, the fans paying their money are getting their money's worth from me. I believe that I, I look like a star going out there now. I'm not just a guy going match to match. I'm a guy that lives, breathes, eat, and crap professional wrestling 24-7. Like, I love this industry so much, guys. I really do. Brother, like, I'm waiting on part two of the movie because what I see is the continuation of the story. And I grew up and I, I, I mean I grew up in a family where sports is everything to every kid. I got like yeah. six people in my family have played in Super Bowls. Wow. Five have won Super Bowl championships. I'm not the only Olympian in in my family. I come from a sport like is genetics are strong. Yeah. Your story is even diff is different and, and and just as interesting to me because you've been able to not only evolve, but find the passion and love for who you are. Not 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 compared to anybody else. And yeah. I grew up with a brother that was a super athlete. Everybody thought that he would have been president of the United States or the NFL player of the year. And and then there's his little brother. And I had the, I took this chip and was like, hey, I'm gonna let everybody know who I am. Did you ever feel like at some point, um, not only, and, and being older, being the one that said, you know what? Things didn't go the way the story was told, but the greatness is the fact that I was able to find me. Did, do you feel like you can tell that story? Because I want to know it. I want to know what yeah. steps you took to get here, bro. Like, you special. So, the world needs to uh, know. Thank you so much. Guys, honestly, you're, you're bloody humbling me here. I feel special <laughs> just being honored with you guys, man. This is, this is, a, this is honestly like... A career highlight and I'm not even in gear <laughs> um you know what it, it, it's difficult it's it's very difficult you know um the stories out there I've always been a wrestling fanatic you know from a young boy I would sit and watch American wrestling I was a die-hard American wrestling fan I grew up watching the greats uh, of British wrestling but I was an American fan I loved the lights camera action I loved the marasmataz I loved I loved the way that you guys dialed up changed gears like that excited me you know my sister won you weren't 100% invested into professional wrestling, but, um, you know, we, we know that story. But, yes, I mean, it was it was a difficult pill to swallow. But, you know, going back to what Tommy said, the time wasn't right. I wasn't mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually ready. I wasn't. You know, I've battled with my with my mental health. Um, you know, that spiraled out of control after the movie. Um, I got trolled. And, you know, a lot of the movie... Obviously, as Hollywood guys, you know, there's there's never been a factor where I've ignored my sister, got in the ring and beaten my sister up. If WWE are paying her whatever it is under contract, they're not going to release her to come home and wrestle for an indie company just in case she get injured. So I got a lot of stick for that, um, you know, and 
basically I had to take myself away from the world. You know, I, I left my company, I left my parents, I left my wife, I left my children. And I just said to him, guys, I need time to find me again. I need to be alone. Because when you're alone, you find out who you truly are. You know, I need to love myself before I can let other people love me because I don't love myself. Um, and at the time, I was 300 pounds uh, and not in any shape whatsoever. I was blowing up, tying my shoes up or eating a sandwich. I was in a bad way. Um, and it started off with me just getting my dog and walking in the mornings. Every morning before breakfast, I would go out 30 minutes to 40 minute walk and I would see the weights start dropping off. I then got into boxing and I was like, you know, this is the best fitness that I can get, you know? And as time progressed, you know, this is a five year timeline right now. As time progressed, uh, I started feeling fitter. I started looking in the mirror and like the person that was staring back at me. I see changes in my body. I see changes in my mindset, you know? And then I was like, okay, I now need to change my identity in professional wrestling. I need to become something different and because of the boxing i wanted to implement that into wrestling so i changed my character to prize fighter and started using a few more strikes which is i guess a little bit different to what people are doing nowadays you know it's very indie nowadays i wanted to be that hard-hitting striker where people are like man we believe that he's just knocked his teeth out um so yeah it was it was a it it wasn't a, a sprint this was a marathon and it took a long time, but right here, right now, I'm in the best shape, mentally, physically, everything. I truly believe that right now, there's no one that can lace my boots in British wrestling. And uh, I truly believe it's my time. I do believe that. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. It's the one and only Matt Hardy. And a lot to talk about with Matt because Matt is going to be at Kowloon's tomorrow night for a live show starting at 8 p.m. Go to uh, KowloonRestaurant.com for all the details. And to talk about that and so much more, let's bring in Matt Hardy. Matt, how are you, my friend? I am doing absolutely great today. It's a it's a wonderful day. Every day is a gift, man, and I'm very happy to be here, joined by you guys. This is uh, my favorite show to come on, the Busted Open Crew. You guys feel like home to me, but everything is very good, and I'm super excited. Tomorrow night at Kowloon, uh, we are doing the first ever live recording of the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast, so it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. The podcast recording starts at eight. We've got just a few VIP tickets left, and if you get a VIP ticket, it's a uh, it, it guarantees you an autograph with me. It guarantees you a photo with me and a conversation with me. You also get priority seating. I'm going to be starting. I'm going to be signing autographs starting around 6.15, 6.30, I'll sign up until the podcast begins. And we're also going to have a few special guests pop up too. So it's going to be good. And I want each and every one of you to know, Busted Open Radio, you guys are all invited. Well, thank Everything's you, on right? me. What? <laughs> Everything's on me. Oh, man. I'm, shit, I, I'll be there. I'm coming now. Yeah, please. You got it. And you know, when you're in Boston, you, you can't, can't not talk about Kowloon and their legendary food, their legendary menu. Oh yeah, man. I'm, I'm telling you, I can't wait to get there. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you what my number one is. And then you, I want to hear what your number one is. 
the spicy beef. Bro, mine Unreal. is the spicy. Mine is the spicy Mongolian beef too, and my number two is some of their sushi rolls. I mean, it's a hit. But it, when you go in there and see that menu at Kowloon's, it, it is just like the the most the biggest buffet extravaganza. You can get anything, especially when it comes to like if you're talking about any kind of food that is Japanese or Chinese or Vietnamese. They have everything across those lines. It, it's incredible. Has, if, Mine's a poopoo platter for two, but it's just factory. for me. <laughs> if you've ever been uh, to a, a cheesecake bug. factory, you see the menu. Yes, Kowloon's menu is twice the size of a cheesecake factory yep. menu. Yeah, I might even go three times. I'm not exactly the, uh, the size of a cheesecake factory, and and also too, Kowloon's is a legendary supporter of pro wrestling too, which is something yep. that shouldn't go unmentioned because you know, gosh, Mark, since the nineties, we've been going there, you know, they would always take such good care of us. And uh, it's just a great place to, to go for like for brotherhood and to sit down and have an amazing meal. And, and tomorrow's going to be great because on top of being able to have an amazing meal, you're going to get to see an amazing podcast be recorded and be done live. And I'm going to, I'm going to show people how we make the donuts, you know, I like it. And you and John Alba have great chemistry together. You guys do really good work and uh, your podcast is great. And, and Matt, you know, I want to ask you this because, you know, we talked about it a little bit before you joined us about the power of social media. You have been somebody that's been able to ride social media and use it to your advantage and use it well. And obviously the same with your podcast. How does it feel to like be on both sides to, to be in the ring, still performing at a high level, but also on the microphone doing you know, like kind of commentating, talking about the world of pro wrestling. How is it to balance both those things? Uh, I I, I found it really enjoyable in many, many ways. And I feel like, you know, doing a podcast, it's the perfect transition for me where obviously I have way more time behind me than I do in front of me when it comes uh, into physical in-ring action. But just to make that smooth transition over to a podcast is so much fun. And, and I've learned so much. We've been going for a little over a year now, a year and a few months, a year and change. And, and I have learned so much about the podcasting game and just even speaking and telling stories very concisely and whatnot. So so it's very enjoyable. And I, I don't feel there's any pressure in doing it. I, I really enjoy it. And, you know, what they say, man, if you're doing something that you love, uh, it's not even a job, regardless if you're making money or not. You know, it's just something that you're passionate about and pro wrestling has obviously been like that for me that's why i want to stay in the ring while my body will allow me and then i also uh really want to excel in this podcasting game as well uh one thing too is kind of leaving yourself out there not going to get too much into it but there's the positive side of pro wrestling and the negative side of pro yeah. wrestling you've been somebody though with the with the internet wrestling community iwc You've been you've been having you have a great relationship with the IWC, uh, but the negative talk, some of the things that happened recently. How do you navigate through all of that? Yeah, I mean, even I should have hit on a little bit of that because you actually brought that up in the in the question before this one. Um, I mean, I say social media. I've said this for a long time. Social media is the best thing to ever happen, and social media is also the worst thing to ever happen. You know, when you're on social media, it gives guys who are hungry and driven a great platform to promote themselves, to promote their business, to promote their project, whatever it may be. Uh, but it also allows people to come on social media without accountability. 
you know, yeah. without responsibility and they can insult people, they control people, whatever. And it's just, I, I feel sorry for younger people that are just getting into social media now and, and have to deal with that and haven't been able to mentally prepare over time because now I'll read something. I mean, nothing bothers me. I know who I am in my life, you know, at this age and, and there's a victory in that. So like anyone says anything negative on me, I don't even mention it. And just because there's a, a group of people that may follow someone that is an antiquated uh, relic when it comes to his terms of opinions, if they come at me and insult me, that, that doesn't bother me at all. And as a matter of fact, I feel like it's kind of like a badge of honor because I'm picking up attention in, in some capacity. But, but I got to tell you, so social media is, is, is a magical thing. It is a monster. It is so powerful. Uh, I just hope people just really try hard to be very responsible and use it for good. You know, and Matt, it's 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 a tough thing to do because I'm a 52 year old man. the 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 pro wrestling I grew up on is completely different than the pro wrestling we see now, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It's just completely different. I feel like, you know, obviously you want to keep those fundamentals that has always made pro wrestling a great form of entertainment, but you also have to realize there's a new audience and there's a new way to do things. Just like anything in, in all of sports, it evolves. It, it gets different. And you have to understand that mentality and, and just embrace it. Because if yes. you don't embrace it, you're going to die. Yeah, I mean, well, pro wrestling is not only like that. I mean, life is like that. And, you know, we're close to the same age, Dave. I, I, I am troubled by all of the technology sometimes. It's just like, man, it was so simpler back in the 80s and 90s. It's so much easier for people to hack into a social media account or to hack into your bank account or to get your pass. You know, there, there's a lot of things, but society changes and the world changes. And it is all of our jobs to adapt and understand that. And instead of there you go. me talking trash about the way times have changed and they're different. I just deal with it and I, I learn to embrace it and I adapt. And that's what you have to do. And when you don't adapt, then you end up being dead in the water. If, you, if you're Man, not willing to change with the times, you end up dead in the water eventually. Man, you realize there's something called new math. Even math has changed. <laughs> the way my kids do math is yeah. not the way we learn to do math in school. No. Yeah. I Am mean, I so much about is it? I'm not bitching about it. I right. just have to, like, we have to conform to it. And exactly. that means I got to keep working because I got to pay for tutors because I yeah. can't teach it. Exactly. And, and that's the change. You, you, <laughs> you just said you have to change with the times. And, and we I, all have to do it. And, and there's some people that said, you know what? The hell with it. I'm not changing with the times. And you can't argue with them. Right. You can't argue. And and and, and that, that that's one thing about it. There's no use in even trying to argue because you're not going to change your stance. You're not going to change your point. But ultimately, you just have to continue uh, with your chin up, walking straight down your path. And you adapt, you change and you conform and, and, and you remain relevant in society. You know, and that's what it's all yeah. about in this day and age. And we were talking about how much of a monster social media is, too. I also wanted to announce uh, my, my daughter just turned two years old. Uh, myself and my wife, who formerly was with Busted Open, uh, the lovely queen, Rebecca Hardy. Uh, we have four children under eight. Our daughter just turned two, and we had her birthday party this Saturday. My wife's TikToks have become very, very viral. She's almost got two million followers. It's crazy. She'll upload something in a few hours. It'll have millions of views. And she just released a children's book, and it's available for pre-order right now. I'm hoping she'll grab it for me. And it's called The Life of a Gothic Baby. I'm so happy. 
about this project. She wrote it all. She designed it all. And our daughter is like over huge. Every city I go to do Dynamite and Rampage, people ask me, say, oh, my God, I love Gothic Baby. Please tell your wife and Gothic Baby, I love them so much. And there's a children's book coming out. So that's uh, very, very cool. And I'm excited it's, about that, too. It's got to be exciting, Matt, for you, because that hardy name being known in different types of avenues like you have the wrestling world and then outside of the wrestling world as well and you're right like all right so what's the name of the book it is the life of a gothic baby and it's a it's a beautiful children's book and as you can see right there there's a little shot of queen rebecca and broken matt that's the uh, version of me she prefers the most you know how these goth <laughs> kids are <laughs> so yeah it, 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 you it, have, it's you great have the red robe on you have the you have the garb on I do, yeah. I, I was all garbed out, man. I was all garbed out in that photo, in, do, that, in that illustration. How can people get the book? How can they order the book? It is uh, available at a website. And uh, Rebecca, I will uh, call her one more time <laughs> just to get that official. Uh, what is the official like website? Uh, it, the links are in my bar right now. It's only for pre-order. Yes, but I, it'll be on Amazon and Walmart and Target and all those very soon in a couple weeks. But if you just go to any of my socials at Rebby Hardy, you can find it there. Thanks, guys. Hi, everybody. Rebby, Happy belated down. birthday. We can't see it. Thank you very much, Put your much, face Rebby. near Matt's. <laughs> there it is. The life of a gothic baby. And I'm, I'm very uh, I'm bro. very proud. We're, 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 uh, we're building a brand here at House Hardy, guys. We've got a whole bunch of other projects in the work, too, so I'm very excited. Matt's you know still undefeated, so, I mean, he's already a brand of himself. He is. we got to get Wolfie a, over. Yeah, he, he is undefeated. Oh, my God. Wolfie has so much. Wolfie is going to be uh, this family's version of the charismatic enigma. He's he's different, but he's very, very special. But, you know, Matt, I have to I have to bring up this question because I remember I remember Rebby being on the show and it, it was with you and and, and and Mark, with you and I. Uh, I remember having Rebby on. It was right before SummerSlam in Brooklyn. I want to say about five years ago. And she mm -hmm. was wondering, Matt, with, when it came to you how you were going to get to that next stage of your life, you know, cause you love wrestling so much and love performing so much, but what you were going to be able to do once you left that ring. Like, I think that's been solved, Matt, because when you finally do decide that you want to hang up the boots and obviously you still have a lot of wrestling left in you, but when you decide like the fact that you're so creative and that you would be an asset to any company creatively, but also what you're doing with the podcast, like you really, have found that kind of second life when it comes to this world. Yeah. And, and, and I, I do love these projects like this, you know, the podcast, the book, my wife did, well, we have another book already. that's going to be coming out shortly, but just it, it's, it's stuff I can put on the back burner and I can kind of work on a little bit why I focus on my priority, which is obviously pro wrestling right now, currently. And th there's, there's several things that I can do to transition over. And whenever I decide, to stop wrestling in ring when I physically uh, stop. I, I definitely want to be behind the scenes. There's so many great kids at AEW. Mark is a shining example of someone who helps the youth so much. I am there. I want to help the youth. And, and I, I think we're, we're really good with this next generation. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.